Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books of Firewater podcast. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. Each week, these idiots bear cocktails with comic books. We're a drinking podcast. We're the comic book problem. If Brian gets his shit together, it'll be... No, we can just blame Brian. It's fine. Brian, it's we can Hey! Oh, man, that would have been brilliant. Yeah, said this guy his background was in this i sort of assumed that there would be something useful in that but there wasn't so assuming todd said something useful that's my first mistake a problem with your premise yeah anyway hey welcome to episode of the funny books and firewater podcast Um, season two episode three Season two, episode three. We're just going to make it easy. You know what we'll do? We'll just change the season every time. and be like, season 55, episode nine or something. Like, Why does the season need a number? It could be season Gary. Season Gary. We're not naming anything fucking Gary. So, what can we use, Brian? I don't Future know. Brian. Current Brian's an asshole. Current Brian's an asshole. And here's the sad thing is, is I'm totally sober right now. And I have totally hosed myself on the editing of this. Anyway. Um, yeah. Try again. Depending on how much is existing of this previous recording and my rants and whatever, uh, welcome yeah. to episode one seventy, I think eight or nine. Um, we're doing Uzumaki, uh, the third book in our Halloween sort of spectacular of spooky books. Um, Adam and I have been texting about this um, yes. on the side, so I'm very, very interested to find out other people's perspective on this. Uh, it's Junji Uto. Ito, how is it? said todd dude i'm a white guy from utah Ju- i'm gonna say junji ito it's j-u-n-j-i <laughs> space i-t-o that's that's my best guess i apologize i'm learning french on duolingo not japanese right now so i, I can't help you at this point in time um shame shame anyway uh basically it's a book about a town that becomes haunted by spirals and, the and they're really shit. laid back about it they're shockingly chill about this whole fucking really thing. Late well, back, except like, oh. for one person, yeah. Yeah, there's one kid. No one believes there's him. One kid that's like, uh, what's going? And everyone else is like, what? Yeah, it's, what? Snail people are now. turning into snails. Yeah. That's odd. Ooh, but they this, taste delicious. This girl uh, has like a huge like spiral drill through her head, but oh, oh you know, we forget about it the next day. Yes. And what oh. about the one with the hair? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean. That is the main character, basically, too. Like, we follow her for most of it. Anyway, we will get into that. Uh, but, uh, Adam, do you have a cocktail for this week? I do. Let me pull it up really fast. Uh, this cocktail is called Snail Slime. Nice. Oh. Uh, and with this, uh, it's, uh, you know, we'll just do a, we'll make it easy. One ounce of gin, uh, one ounce of green chartreuse, one ounce of maraschino liqueur, Three ounces of lime juice, freshly squeezed. Yeah, put it all in a shaker with ice. 
shake the shit out of it, strain into a glass with ice, and you garnish with a lime. Here's the, the, the thing I would do because I'm an evil person is I would blend that with ice so it was a little more chunky and like slushy-like if it's going to be slime juice. That's just me personally, but I don't know if that would work or not. That, that could probably work. I just was doing that because it's like the, the kind of greenish. Yeah, for sure. You have to use the green chartreuse. Yeah. And then when you mix it with the maraschino liqueur, which is red, it kind of turns into a greenish brown gross thing. Nice. A little bit of gum syrup would really thicken that up too. And, you know, <laughs> that viscosity. Yeah. yeah, we're not making a cement mix reform. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, as uh, Lena is studiously looking at her comic or a text message from a cute boy, I don't know what's going on over there. It's the lovely thing teeth. of like, I can now see you on camera. It's so nice that I can like get reactions out of people. It's fantastic. Uh, anyway, uh, so Lena, do you have a drinking game rule for this book? I do. It's called Big Mouth. Okay. Every time you see someone screaming and their mouth is much larger than it would be that you would expect to take a drink. Uh, okay, Mr. Todd. The spiral drinky. Okay. Every time there's a spiral, have a You're, a, you're an evil, evil fucking man. Bad, bad, bad. Oh hey, God. just enjoy what you've got. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Adam. Bad like Malibu. The mind calls, I must be taking crazy pills every time the one kid who actually knows what's going on says he's losing his mind. Okay. Or something to that effect. I'll be honest with you. I thought mine was going to be taken, so I was waiting to hear everyone else's before I said mine. Um, mine I'm calling escargot. Every time someone turns into a fucking snail. <laughs> that's a thing. Anyway. What about when they're already a snail and they're just being eaten? I mean, there's that whole thing. I mean, like, leading into this conversation. So, like... I liked this book. I know Adam didn't like this book. Or at least we, I, we, we disagreed, didn't like it. We disagreed yeah. with the ending a bit, I think. The, um, it, yeah, I'm stupid because I can't read manga style and I'm always reading the page wrong halfway yeah. through. Okay. And then I'm going, wait, let me reread this. This is frustrating. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I've got, you know, 31 years of habits of how to read. <laughs> I can't. So, so basically, you're oh, telling it's not me. Not it, it's me, but yeah. yeah. So you're saying you read the book, you're reading the book like the movie Memento. Yeah. And then went to the beginning. <laughs> like, oh, wait, that's how it is. All right, let's go back. This is how it goes. And you're like, ah, damn it. <laughs> and really, it's, it's my problem, but it got in the way. Well, maybe it should have been done digital because if I think I'm pretty sure the digital books I've done digital manga before, it does read left to right. This might have been a good book for Dude, guided view would have been my savior. That'd be the only way. I don't think this one does it because I have the digital and it was still like oh. it it because as soon as you opened it in comicology, it like it kind of like it it had the disclaimer that came up and said <laughs> Like you, it's it's totally mocked. So it doesn't. It, I had to. I kept clicking the wrong, like swiping the wrong way, and I was going back and forth. And then the dialogue is all kinds of goofy because a full panel reads from left to right. Mm -hmm. But then if there are different panels with it, like if there are different panels on one line, they read right to left. I was like, I, so I was getting all kinds of confused as to where it's I was because going. I'm old. And apparently, you know, I'm starting to feel like, you know, the VCR with the flashing 12, 12, 12 light. 
That that's a reference that like just proves that you're old because there are young people who have no idea what that is. Hey, I didn't say Betamax. Aside from the difficulty in reading, which just makes us sound like evil Americans. I did it fine. <laughs> I can read. I'm partially dyslexic. This was really useful to me. Um, Nation underdog. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that might be part of the reason why I don't have a problem with manga because I am like just enough dyslexic to like just make things mildly challenging. Like I don't actually have like a major problem, but like, you know, when I was younger, like C's, D's, nines and G's were just the fucking worst. Or not no, D's, P's, B's, Q's, nines and sixes were just a nightmare. Anyway, um, see, for me, Disney looks like the D's looks like a backwards G, and I can't see it any other way. Disney? The D and Disney? I know, I'm saying like Disney. A, yeah, it looks like a, just a backwards G, and I'm like, why is a backwards G their logo? <laughs> so you're saying it's like basically like a really mild acid trip, but not as fun? Disney. Disney. <laughs> it is Disney for you. Disney. Disney yeah. is going give us all, our mon- all your money. Um, yeah, okay, so here's the thing. I... I liked this book and I've sort of discussed it with other people, Adam. And so I, cause we were talking about it on text and I mm-hmm. have sort of established a few things that I think are interesting in this book. One is, is that it's very segmented going in. Like it's very sort yes. of episode of the week of like, okay, this is what happens and this is what's happened. Then you hit a certain point, a chapter little more than 14. halfway through chapter 14. Thank you. Chapter Page 14, 26. I just looked at it. <laughs> uh, is, is that where the, 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 the news crew comes in? Yes. Okay. So this news crew comes in, and that's when the town goes like ape shit insane. And then that's basically when you have a push towards the end with a accumulating plot. My concern going into this was I felt like I was interested in these weird little spiral sequences and where it was going. I didn't know if it was going to pay off as well as it did. Like I was kind of afraid of it, of being relatively let down. There like is. Game of- yeah, I mean, there's a there's a many many other things where I'm like, I'm kind of into this. I just want it to end well, and like, I know Adam and I disagree on the ending, but I kind of liked it because it's it sort of had a weird logic to it, but it didn't have like this out of the blue. It was all just a dream or something like that. There was like a pseudo weird, not totally logical, but like a logic within the story that sort of made it all make sense in my mind, which is one of the things I kind of liked about it. The other thing I kind of liked about it that I thought was interesting is just based on my understanding of like Japanese culture and whatnot, they're very much more about the community and about the society at large. And so it's very interesting to have a book where that is the greatest danger is everyone being too close and too intertwined. And that's basically what kills them all, which is sort of this interesting social commentary in a horror movie that I kind of like, or a horror book comic, I should say. I think they did make a movie of this. Uh, But anyway, that's my thoughts. Adam, what are your thoughts since I know we've discussed some of this earlier? So, so my thing was, you know, I was reading this and it was very much Monster of the Week. It felt like each little chapter was a Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. And it was all tied together by the spirals and the weird shit happening. But you never really figure out what the end game is for these spirals. Like, yeah, people are dying. The, the mm-hmm. Was it Dragonfly, Dragonfly Pond turns into this whirlpool? It mm-hmm. sucks hurricanes in. All this weird shit's going on. And there wasn't really a trail of breadcrumbs kind of linking it together. I mean, at first when it was uh, the thing with the girls with the hair, it was like, oh, it's the spiral is going after people who want attention and be popular and this kind of stuff. It's like, that's actually kind of a cool little metaphor about, mm-hmm. you know, fucking up your life based on the desire to be popular and having the wrong values. And then, yeah, when the news crew comes in after the hurricane uh, chapter, then it's like, okay, 
we're going to present you with all of this stuff. Here's, here's all this, you know, this plot and, and the behind the scenes and what's actually kind of happening. And it's, you know, even at that point though, it's now, okay, here's the overarching story bit by bit by bit. And all of a sudden in the last, you know, couple of chapters, it just like deluges you with all this information. And I think what I would have preferred, and if we're going to go back to a very kind of good version of this, is if you look at the, especially like the first seasons of, well, actually all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is that there was the overarching story that was kind of going through the season. And then you'd have your Monster of the Week episodes. But even sometimes the Monster of the Week, you'd get a snippet of like, hey, this is what the bad guy's doing behind the scenes while she's off doing this other bullshit. And I think I would have enjoyed the book a bit more had it kind of more organically woven that story in than just like, okay, this week your hair is going crazy. Next week, these kids are turning into snails. The week after this is happening, the lighthouse is burning people alive um, instead of kind of doing it the way they did. I didn't, I liked the book overall. It just kind of felt like the ending was just brought upon too suddenly when I, it could have just been laid out more organically through, you know, the, 700 pages whatever it is that the the manga and it maybe just because i'm not as familiar with manga as i am with you know uh you know u.s comics and you know some uk comics that could just be my unfamiliarity with the with the genre but that's what i would have preferred but that being said it was creepy it was it was not something i would want to experience myself so <laughs> uh and i like the fact that okay spoiler alert it, it didn't have a happy ending no you know it's it's uh, guess what the 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 spirals and whatever was causing it the 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 gears the city that was beneath the city won, and it's gonna go dormant. It's kind of like a fucking Pennywise. It's gonna come back twenty seven years later to do it again or how many mm-hmm. centuries. So I like that. I don't like happy endings sometimes, and I was glad to see that. But I would have really preferred maybe explaining things throughout the story so you got something to kind of keep you hooked. Because the little vignettes are great, but I would have liked to have seen more plot built into those. <laughs> no, I mean, and to, to speak to your, your thing, I don't think it's a change in cultural that is your complaint. I actually think your complaint's completely valid. Um, I think I came from a perspective of relief thinking that it was going to be a shitty ending, and when it wasn't monumentally shitty, I was really relieved. So I think I gave it more clout than it's worth. But I think your complaint is more of basically just a general storytelling thing, which I think is completely valid. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't think it's a cultural or a genre-specific thing. I think that's just a general storytelling thing. And I, I get your point. I, I definitely do. Do you think he knew how he was ending the story until he figured it out? There, there oh, does seem to be a little bit of a rush to the end and the end of it. It's a little like, oh, fuck, I got a deadline. I got to finish this shit off, you know? Well, originally, wasn't wasn't the story originally published, like, in um, Japanese magazines, I want to say? That's typically how they magazine. do them, is they do small yeah. pieces, like, through different magazines. That's that's fairly typical of, of uh, these type of books. Um, and then, like, a lot of times, these, sure. it's sort of like trade paperbacks. Like, these collections are sort of... You know, our trade our, our trade paperbacks, but like it's sort of like they take these stories that are in a bunch of different little magazines, and then they they put them all together in one sort of thing, um, which is also interesting, I think, to consider. I don't know what other stories this book is in, and so I kind of wonder how it stands up. Like I was also thinking of like other stuff I've read, like One Punch Man or you know uh, Attack on Titan or things like that. Like I'm just kind of curious as to what other stories they're in with and how those compare. You know what I mean? Um, and if that if that in, in, in changes anything with the way the story is told as an experiencing it from the first time as a a, a a reader i don't think it has anything to do with what we're discussing on the show here i just think it's an interesting thought you know some read much better as a collection while um others do not i'm wondering if this would have been better in small bites 
Maybe. Just don't care as much. I think there are a lot of things that like some stuff works better on individual basis and some stuff works better marathon. I think part of the popularity of The Office right now is the fact that I think it does very well being binged um, and watching episode after episode because I think that if you watch if you watch it once in comparison with other things, it's far more cringeworthy in my opinion. Um, but like if you sort of get into that world and the way that world works, it lessens things a little bit and makes it a little easier to to take. So I think there there is a validity to that. So I, I kind of see both sides of that because one of the things I got a binge a couple months ago was uh, the Watchmen TV series on HBO. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I was so busy, I didn't have a chance to actually watch it every single week. And so I watched it all in a day. And it's it's still, I would say, the best thing I've ever seen on TV, hands down. I think it's just, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, I had no, I had no notion of what it'd be about going in, but it did touch on everything that's now, especially so relevant with black lives matter and everything that's been happening in our country the last couple months. Uh, and as much as I, I was able to, I was happy to be able to carry that story over like immediately just hit play and boom, mm-hmm. you're done. At the same time, I know I missed so much because people who are watching it every single week have more time to digest what they saw. And a lot of my friends went and watched episodes multiple times. And I know if I go back and do it again, which is, is on my, my, my bucket list for the next couple months, is that I know I'm going to catch all these little things, like especially nods back to Watchmen or just the subtle way they did certain things in, in that show that it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse that I was able to do it the way I did. And with this book, I, I do fully think that if I was able to take more time and enjoy it over a period of weeks instead of a couple days, it probably would have been more impactful. Not that I didn't like it. It's just, I think that serialized might've been the best way to, to enjoy this. Well, Lena, even though you haven't finished oh. it, what are your thoughts so far? <laughs> oh, <laughs> under I the bus. So I didn't throw I, it under I, the I bus. She mentioned through. it. I did. You- I did. I didn't finish it. Uh-huh. I got halfway through. And the thing that I was having an issue with was I was getting caught in the, the reading of it. So it wasn't just you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> my all my other issue is, and I've stated this on on past episodes. I'm not big into horror, mm-hmm. um, and this book creeped me the fuck out. And all <laughs> I kept thinking was, there were a couple of things that kept coming into into my head. So one was that whole monster of the week thing, Adam. Where you thought Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I thought Supernatural. I can see that too, yeah. Because Supernatural did the same thing, yeah. And so the first few seasons of Supernatural were very much this. It was just your monster of the week. And there wasn't a ton of information that you gathered from it. And then they they hit the middle of season three or beginning of season four. And you started to see a real overarching, like, Mm -hmm. they really tied everything. That there was like a tie within all of the beginning, but... There was something there, but even then it took 15 seasons for them to finally get to what the whole premise was. And apparently, spoiler alert, after 15 seasons, they have to kill God. I don't know. Apparently. I didn't watch it. (laughs) They read read the Golden Compass. Anyways, who cares? But, um, so I thought that, but the other thing that I kept thinking was the ring and the grudge, where it was very especially the ring, you got snippets mm-hmm. of what happened, but not really. And you had mentioned that the fact that it didn't have a happy ending, which by the way, I have no idea. I'm just saying, <laughs> <word early>. and, <laughs> um, but it fits with me thinking that all I kept thinking was the ring because that doesn't have 
a happy ending. And um, and so it's that weird, like, all I kept seeing with the, when she had the hair, like, her hair was growing and her hair was going and everything, or even the couple, like, the two kids that the parents were keeping away, and then they, like, world together or what it was weird and and like i just kept seeing that whatever the hell her name was the little girl that crawled mm-hmm. out of the tv at the end of the ring and you're like you're expecting there to be a happy ending and it was the best part of the whole fucking movie and so mm-hmm. it just that was the one thing i did i did kind of look at with that because i didn't I, it took me a while to get through these get through these pages Mm -hmm. so i took longer to try to read through them and so the premise of it being you know taking time in between the chapters and everything probably did make me not appreciate it but i do want to finish it it isn't something that i'm like okay i mean we're recording Mm -hmm. this and i'm not uh i do want to finish it it is it it was enough to kind of hook me but all I can, you talked about, oh, you know, when you binge watch stuff, I, and you guys don't get to make fun of me, watched Grey's Anatomy for the first time. We'll have to discuss uh, that I in started, a Shut up. I started um, at the end, uh, at the beginning of May, because we were in lockdown and <laughs> I watched everything else. And, and there's five million seasons of that show. There are, yeah, and it's still on, which... Yeah. No, I'm not sure why, but I don't understand why. But this is Funny. a show that was not meant to be binged because when you watch all of the episodes together back to back, you start to realize, and it felt the way, that way with this as well, that it was just trying to be totally more outlandish. Every every issue, every chapter, every was trying to kind of grow it bigger, but you didn't really understand why. And that's how I feel like Grey's was with, with people that watched it on TV and got that that break in between episodes and that break in between seasons. And you had years between yeah. this first thing, ha- you know, the the storm that happened, and then the plane crash that happened, and the sh- the active shooter. I mean, this show is completely insane. Uh, the bomb inside yeah. the person. No, no, yeah. it's so insane. Resuscitated here. When you start to watch them back to back, you realize what the hell is going on here? And so I feel like that would, if I actually tried to, to read this all in one, maybe two sittings, mm-hmm. um, you would, I can understand where you guys are coming from, but I broke out most of this into different, different sessions and different, like sitting down and reading them and everything. So it didn't feel as, disjointed, I guess, mm-hmm. but I also haven't gotten to the end. So take it for you. <laughs> it doesn't end well. It does not end well. I will say, I felt like, Adam, one breadcrumb is, is and you mentioned that the, the couple that sort of becomes intertwined in the weird fucked up Romeo and Juliet thing, where they turn mm-hmm. into like the creature. That sort of is how it ends. It has a connection to how it ends, actually. Well, and also, like, I guess, yeah, in a sense, it, it was kind of a happy ending for them because they made a point that, you know, when they were down at the bottom of this machine citadel things that, you know, when they did the weird arm thing and were intertwined, like time froze for them. So they did get to spend, I guess, technically eternity together. So. Yeah. I mean, and I'm okay with that, except for the fact that they're not really a great couple. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh, thank God she's found a good guy. Like, he's kind of an asshole even before he goes insane. You know what I mean? It's like, well, homie, suck an eternity. At least with someone I kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> also, Elena, just as a, a, a little side note, going back to Grey's Anatomy. Um, I had a friend yeah. of mine who watched it with his wife. And I'm not judging on watching this. So I, you're looking at me dubiously. This is not going to shame no, you into my... This is not, like, me bringing this up, it is yeah. not a recommendation. Oh, no, I know. I, <laughs> I watched as many episodes as I did purely because Netflix is smart. And they only give you five seconds between, because I was watching <laughs> it on my iPad. And so on the app, you only get five seconds between each episode. So before you can even be like, do I want to watch this? The next episode starts, and it's like, well, it's already started. And then you keep watching. <laughs> and I got through... Once McDreamy died in season 11. <gasps> what? I'm over it. Spoilers. Well, and not only that, but he was the only good character left. And that, like, what, Sandra O oh left, and then the next season, Patrick Dempsey left. And that was when, like, I got to season 12, and I'm like, do you really want to watch this anymore? Patrick like, Dempsey left until 12? It's on, like, season 15 now? Yeah, they just I stopped ended. reading when once they began Dr. Burks. Is that the asshole well, now, who's making the homophobic comments? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's about where I stopped watching as well. Anyway, back to my point though, and I do have one. Um, <laughs> is that so a friend of mine, we were talking about um like the plot of like over the seasons of uh of that show because he watches it with his wife and I want to hear what happened. And they start telling me about how they're in a plane crash. And they take the uh-huh. fucking money that they get from the settlement from the plane crash and buy, buy the, the fucking buy the hospital. hospital. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But do you know why they buy the hospital? Why do they because buy the hospital? The hospital, this is this is how fucking first off, the best part of the plane crash is Sandra O oh surviving the plane crash and then saying, What the fuck? This doesn't happen in real life. How does this shit keep happening to us? We're getting the fuck out of Seattle. So nice. I did appreciate at least the like okay. you we realize how crazy this is. Mm-hmm. But they bought the hospital to save the hospital because their settlement for the money that they got was bankrupted the hospital. So they basically just took the hospital's money and put it back into the hospital. <laughs> okay. That all go. being said. So I took there that information go. that they bought the hospital. I, Todd and I have a friend named Kyle Jones who actually wrote a very good book called Fallible, um, which I will plug. You can find it on Amazon. It's about his struggles with uh, mental health while he was studying to become a doctor. And he's a, he's one of the few people I know, like, you know how like you have your friends here, like, like Todd, for example, when you sit there and go, you have a real adult job and you like actually handle money and people trust you to do stuff and you manage people. And you're slightly horrified by that because I remember the dumb shit we used to do when we were younger. Kyle is the, uh, we totally, we do a fucking podcast about comic books anyway. Um, right. So uh, <laughs> Kyle is the only person I've ever known where like having known him since he was five years old and you say, he's a doctor. Now you go, yeah, okay. I'd mm-hmm. see him. Like he's a, he's always been a oh, yeah. solid, good dude. Anyway. So I called him up. And te- or I think I texted him, but I asked him, like, okay, so theoretically speaking, you inherit a ton of money. Do you buy your hospital? And he goes, absolutely not. He goes, most doctors, even if you wanted to stay in the medical field, because most of them would just retire. He goes, 
if you want to stay in the medical field, you would probably take that money and invest it into a research clinic for something that you were interested in solving. And I was like, okay, that that's my only thing. I was like, this is like not the whole they're in a plane crash and they survive and they buy whatever. It was the would they really spend the money on the hospital? That's what didn't track no. to me. No, no, <laughs> they were each awarded fifteen million dollars each. Dear God. But that was not enough to buy a hospital. No, I was going to say that's, that's all it costs. They took all of their. They took all of what they had, plus a little bit from one of the other doctors, and then they had to go to a foundation. And the foundation basically is the one that owns the hospital now. So it was the whole premise was idiotic. But that's yeah. every part of Grey's Anatomy. That's why I say don't watch it. It's it's horrible, and you should cut all of this out, Brian. Unless you uh, no, actually, so um, I'd like to officially announce that we are doing a Shondaland podcast where we are going to be each week dissecting a different Shondaland show. Uh, so please join us next week as we talk about the goddess that is Pompeo. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm out. I'm gone. I want to be very clear about something. I have now watched the first, I've watched 11 full seasons of Grey's Anatomy, and I'm done. <laughs> Okay. I watched the first season and a half of Private Practice, and I have watched the first season of How to Get Away with Murder. Her first seasons are impeccable. They mm -hmm. are so good. And then as soon as she gets picked up for a second season, she just goes, wow, I'm out. And she does whatever <laughs> the fuck all she wants to do. So it's and like Ryan Murphy's ever. Ryan Murphy also seems to be like every other season of shit, at least on American Horror Story, but it's kind of gone off the rails for me in general. I haven't liked the last I didn't seasons. see last season at all. Like, was it the 80s or whatever? Well, and the, the, the problem I had with that season is, is that there is a uh, friend of mine's ex-husband who plays one of the killers in that, and I fucking hate that guy. So I kind of had a hard time watching that in general. Oh, it's also, I actually... No, uh, it's part of the same reason why I can't watch um, Westworld is because of that guy. Anyway. I really liked Roanoke. I like how they broke it up into, you know, three I liked different Roanoke. Kind of I liked uh, Hotel. The seasons I don't like. I don't like uh, Freak Show. Coven, like is Coven? Coven's my favorite. Coven's my favorite. Coven is good. I really liked, I, I liked both uh, Asylum and the Murder House. Um, I liked Apocalypse. And Apocalypse, Apocalypse paid off more for me towards the end. I was a little bit happier with it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've watched like three episodes of like 84 and was like, I, I can't get into this shit. I also was a little hit or miss on the cult season. Like, I couldn't get past the first episode because of the clowns. Oh, okay. That makes it sense. It freaked me the fuck no, that, out. That's to fair. the point that I had nightmares for three days and I was like, well, I'm not watching any more of this show. <laughs> well, and see, <laughs> Twisty is the. Th I, I wish they would have kept Twisty in, in, um, uh, in uh, Freak Show. Freak Show? Because Twisty was like the craziest, best villain. And then Here's the thing. they killed him off way too early. Yeah, I could handle him and yeah. everything with Freak Show because I was like, you're right, it was not great of a season, but I could deal with him. I don't know what it was. Plus, the fact I couldn't handle Sarah Paulson in that first episode of Cult, where she was like losing her. I was like, I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah. It feels like watching Dakota Fanning in War of the Worlds. Like, I can't. Yeah. Oh, the constant screaming, and I was like, I, I, I just, I can't do it anymore. Is that the so, one where she's like the lesbian mom? Yes. Yeah. See, I only saw a couple episodes of Cult, and I think that was that might have been actually when I moved out and stopped having TV. So I don't, I just well, Cult didn't interest me too much. I watched more of Cult just because um, where the restaurant that they have is that's actually kind of near where I was living at the time. So I 
was nosy and would go down there and walk my dog and try to watch parts of filming. So like I've, I've, I know where a few of those things are, which is just amusing to me. Also, the, um, the exterior for the asylum is uh, the old Santa Ana courthouse, which ironically is where you get um, uh, your, um, your wedding uh, uh, paperwork done now, which oh. I'm like, oh, the asylum is where you go to get married. Isn't that cute? Um, you know. Should have been a, a note to you. I, it really should. Well, I was already married by the time I figured that out, but I do have a picture of you know the dog my ex-wife now has um, in front of that courthouse, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah, I don't remember where we're, we went off the rails. Here's the thing: I actually like this book, and normally we go off the rails and talk about everything but the book when we don't like the book. Well, but I, I actually kind of like the book. We were talking about serials and and about. Oh, okay, how, you know, that's fair. Yeah, there was a there was a point to it originally. <laughs> this book is like seven hundred and sixty some pages. It is. Yes. So it's. It is, it's a tome to, I mean, it's, it's like reading a Harry Potter novel. Like this isn't, um, this isn't anything to sit down and have a leisurely afternoon reading. Um, and it is not a leisure read. Like none of the the chapters are leisurely either. It is, it's creepy and it's weird. And you're constantly like, what the fuck is going on here? And like, it, it's not bad. It is really, it's, it's interesting enough that I want to keep reading, but. It's definitely not a, I'm going to take an afternoon and read this really fucking strange book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it I mean, it's similar funny. to you. I read like a couple, like I took it over and like basically like Todd warned us like, hey, this is a big fucker. So like I read like two sections like a night for like a couple weeks is basically what I ended up doing. And see, I did it all in two afternoons. So. Yeah, so there's your problem. <laughs> well, also I, I could, you know, once I get... It takes me like two chapters to get used to the the manga style of mm-hmm. you know right to left, top to bottom, yeah. and then I tore through it like because there's a lot of there's a lot of panels that are just panels. It's like artwork or something, or like there's one word. So I actually got through it pretty quickly. Um, but but th- that's just me. Like I was it was the same thing when I read the the train spotting novel. It was like it's written in a very heavy Scottish dialect, and like the first twenty pages, I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this? Like I can't mm-hmm. get through this. And then it clicked, and then I was just reading at normal pace but that's kind of how i was with this one i I did was able to go through it pretty quickly so well it's like uh clockwork orange is like that too it's it's it has its own slang that's part british and part russian and it's very bizarre but eventually get used to it it's funny though because i can read like i got through harry i read all seven harry potter novels within a week like i get through novels really fast Mm -hmm. but for whatever, but I also am the type that I get like I have a, a you know no pictures, no nothing, just words, and I play it plays like a movie in my head, so I'm mm-hmm. able to get through stuff pretty quick. But as soon as you add photos or pictures or art or anything, I, there's too much to look at and digest and and try to to get through that it it slows me down so much, so much. And then Lane is shaking her head at us because we've all, while she was talking, put our masks on because we are the safest podcast in the time of COVID. Just we social distance while we're social distancing. Yes, we wear masks <laughs> while we're talking on Zoom. That's that's how hardcore we are about all this. Sorry, Lena. We are terrible. Like it's almost worse with us being able to see each other because now we just fuck with each other. While the other <laughs> like as I was talking before, putting up your little yeah. toys like yeah. a five-year-old. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, we are. And I saw Adams with his like. His <laughs> hey, that Star Wars thing is awesome. I don't want to hear about it. It is. Do you know what I just noticed today? Is they have Lego sets for um, Super Mario Brothers stuff. Yeah, and the, when you put it together, what's really cool with the screen is that the screen you can uh, turn a dial, and it makes Mario move and jump over stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it, like, he'll actually, and there's a oh, I think there's a secret inside of it when you put it together, and I can't remember what it was, but. There's a little Easter egg as you put it together that you can see. But yeah, it's I want to get it. It's super fucking cool. Like you actually can put like the Lego cartridge in and like push it down on the Nintendo and it clicks into place. So Oh wow, really? Yeah. Oh. The weird things we're learning today. Yeah. Anyway. Does anybody else have anything they want to discuss on this book? No. I think I, the other thing I do want to discuss is I think the mm-hmm. art style fits. Yeah. With- how yeah. everything was. Like, yeah, for sure. When I, when, like my whole drinking game thing with the big mouth. Especially with the Romeo and Juliet thing, their parents were creepy because their oh, yeah. mobs were like half of their face. It and, is strange. But yeah. it was, and it just caught me off guard so much that that um, I think that was really good with the with the book as well. Yeah, and the 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 detail of it, like it's interesting because I, I mean I've read a fair amount of uh, manga. Uh, the this art style, although is sort of traditional, has a specific difference for horror which i think is very interesting i think this may be the first horror i've ever seen uh so let's go ahead and jump into grades mr todd since you're distracting me uh what is your grade for this lovely little tome there's nothing wrong with it but i was distracted through a lot of it and there was a lot Mm -hmm. and maybe it's me but i could see a lot of value in it so i'm just gonna give it a b okay a lot of people say like oh this is like epitome amazing manga horror but for me it's a b okay um i'm gonna go with like an a minus like it's not overly amazing but it made me interested enough a to keep reading but b i want to read more from this author and see his other work because uh, he traditionally does horror stuff i'm very curious as to he read this frankenstein or something oh did he really that'd be interesting i'd be very interested in that oh let's see how wrong i am i'll look it up okay lena what is your grade uh for what i read b plus uh, okay. Not amazing, but I want to finish it. So. Okay. Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm going to go with a B. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. I think the the first half of it really does play well with the, the Monster of the Week slash the Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, the ending wasn't quite as... Despite the fact that I like unhappy endings. Uh, again, it kind of felt rushed. I would have liked to have seen kind of more of the, the story play out over the entire you know 700 pages. Uh, but no, if you're looking for a horror novel, it's creepy as hell. And uh, I was just kind of reading the back of the book with the author. Like, he was greatly influenced by H.P. Lovecraft. And you can see no, that. You can see that for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll be honest. Like, oh, yeah, but... I'm kind of hit or miss on Lovecraft. And I actually kind of like this probably more than some of the Lovecraft. But I don't know. I think it's also like part of the thing that puts a bad taste in my mouth for Lovecraft is the, uh, racism. Terrible, the racism and the terrible 80s movies. You know what I mean? Like they're a little overly campy and weird, which I think distracts me but i don't know well it's really funny is i'm a huge board gamer and everyone's been in, in pop culture has been talking about oh well we had vampires and we had zombies what's the next big thing cthulhu and lovecraft has been huge in the gaming the for board game bit, industry yeah. for decades yeah and my favorite game is arkham horror third edition and that's all storytelling in in arkham with lovecraft and you're fighting cthulhu or trying to stop cthulhu so it, i mean you can go right now and look cthulhu board game and you'll probably find like 50 I've actually so, played that Arkham Horror game. Oh, yeah, I played it with you. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, with that girl who 
dumped me over a text message and never talked to me again. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, right. you know, there's worse ways. There's worse what? ways. You want there are worse ways, through. yeah, for sure. I mean, Phil Collins divorced his wife for the facts, so. I mean, that, that was just was very, very timely, apparently. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a, it's a fun read. Uh, but I would definitely go with Lena and be like, hey, don't read it all at once. You know, do a couple chapters a day or, and then probably don't spend too much time thinking about it because it will fuck your mind up. But no, it wasn't. I, it was okay. Okay. So. Cool. Uh, so next week we're going to finish up our, uh, our Halloween with uh, Infidel. Todd, I think you recommended this, or at least you've read it. I know that. Um, both. It is. Um, if this art creeps you out, just you wait. Oh, great. Oh. I'm very interested about this. Like the cover is like crazy. I haven't even cracked it. I just looked at the cover and it's crazy. Dude, it's a xenomorphic haunted house hotel thing going on here. It's, it is creepy. So yeah, it'll hit all the buttons. I think it's only four or five issues, but yeah, let's talk. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's kind of, I would call the artwork a spiritual cousin of uh, Arkham Asylum, Serious House on Serious Earth. Have you read that one with Grant Morrison as the author? It's like 25 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Go in mind with that, except creepy. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So that's infidel. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be episode 180. Uh, and then we're going to start in November. We're, uh, we're going to do uh, Indigenous Peoples Month. So we're going to do... Um, uh, a bunch of books uh, about uh, indigenous people, all of them written by indigenous people. Um, we have, like, I have five, I have actually six of them, um, but there, there's one that I bought that I don't know if we're going to use or not. So, but likely what we're going to do is a book called Three Feathers, a book called Red Power, uh, Secret Path, actually, I guess it is, uh, it's not by indigenous people, now that I think about it. Um, so maybe that's the one that we swap out. I don't know, I'll discuss that. Uh, then we're going to do a book called Moonshot, uh, a girl called Echo, and then um, I have an alternate called Dear Woman, which is a um, sort of a collection of uh, a comics by uh, Native American women, I believe. Uh, so that's somewhere in there. Those are the books we're going to be getting. Uh, some of those can be found on Amazon. Some of those can be found, most of them I think we found on Amazon. A lot of them are kind of hard to come by. Uh, the Dear Woman book specifically is actually published by a comic book shop in New Mexico called Red Planet Comics. Um, they produced it and they, that's how I got it. it, was directly from them. Uh, so I'll throw a little plug out for them as well. Cause they, they got back to me really fast in the time of Corona, which is kind of nice. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so that's what we're doing, uh, next month and then next week. So, uh, anybody got anything else? Just that infidels on Comicsology unlimited. Yep. So. Yep. Nice. I described it for free. Woo-hoo! Okay, cool. Free comics for, uh, Adam. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye. Bye.